Happy New Year! It's hard to believe that we are already into 2021 and running strong. Hey, you know, it's nearly a year ago that we got together as a group and started meeting in our living room. We were dreaming, we were planning, we were talking about and praying about the where, the when, the how, etc. And here we are. We launched in the middle of the pandemic online at first. God opened up this amazing partnership here at Daniel's Vineyard. That's where I am right now. What a beautiful facility and beautiful people. It's been an amazing, amazing time and we're just getting started. Looking forward to the year ahead. Man, are we so looking forward ahead because all we need is more of Jesus. You have all seen the news now and uh, you saw how a group of people stormed Capitol Hill in a mob approach. Things were destroyed, items were stolen, and people died. It was wrong. It was wrong. It was wrong on so many levels. To have a president that's tweeting and encouraging this is beyond wrong. It's absolutely insane. On top of all that, this was just handled completely different than what had happened in 2020. Just showing us the overall inequalities, the divisiveness, and it just shows us where we are as a society today. And all I can say is, come Lord Jesus, come. You know, I'm frustrated in how this was all handled. I'm frustrated in our president as he was inciting all of this. And I'm just frustrated that there are people who are calling themselves Christians and supporting this. It's just wrong. We need more of Jesus. We need more disciples. We need more followers of Jesus. We need Jesus at the center of it all, in our hearts, in our homes, our neighborhood, our nation, and our world. Of course, he's here. It's the fact that we all just need to acknowledge him. We need to humble ourselves, repent, pray, and follow him, just to turn from our ways. So let's do what we can to spread the gospel to tell others the good news. Let's spend time discipling our families and those that are around us that we influence. We are the church. We are not a building, but we are a group of people that love Jesus and consistently point others to him. Will you do your part? Can you do that? Will you start reaching out to all those that are around you? Maybe you'll start a Bible study. Will you start a discipleship group? Maybe a relationship with one to two others in that. Will you invite others into what we're doing here at Emerge? Will you invite them to Daniel's Vineyard? Will you pray about all of this and the world? 
just do it. Just do it. Start thinking about it. Start praying about it. And then take action steps because we need to put our faith into motion and we need to be his hands and feet. So let's go to prayer. Father, thank you so much for your goodness, for your grace, for your joy, and for your peace. And Father, this week has been a tough week. Um, with everything that's been going on, you know, we all know um, that everything that's happened is wrong, that people are died, people died, people are breaking law, and it just shows us where we are right now and how we are just broken in uh, this nation. Uh, we've drifted from you. And so God, we just ask that you help us to be pulled back to you, to come closer to you, to see you, to trust you, to know you better in a deeper and better way. And Father, we just ask that you do something in us. So as we open your word today, God, speak a word. As we're learning more about your Holy Spirit, open our eyes to it. Let us put into motion what you've already started. And just let us join along you, alongside of you, in the midst of it all. So God, be with us today as we're opening up, as we start our, our time and in digging into your word and learning more about you and continuing on. So God, we just give you this time and this day. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, today we're kicking off our four-week series, and I'm calling it Empowered. And we're going to be seeing how the Holy Spirit worked within the apostles and the disciples in the Bible and how he still works within us now. The Holy Spirit is alive. He's able and working in so many ways. We just have a tendency just to shut him off and keep him out from what he's doing or what we're doing. We shut him out of our worship. We shut him out of our quiet time. And the list could go on and on. But let's just take these next four weeks to look at and apply the scriptures in our lives. But, of course, we're, we're going to be doing that every single week, right? So, as that's what we're called to do, is to dive into scripture. Now we're to be obedient to what he has called us to do, to be his hands and feet. If you're like most Americans, you made some New Year resolutions, which you've potentially already stopped, or maybe you never even started them. You know, I don't personally put resolutions in place, but I do strive to do the same thing every single year. My goal each year is to be healthier physically, spiritually, and financially. That's it, the same year over year, consistently growing, learning, and applying myself. Maybe your goal is financial health. Well, we want to help you with that one. We're starting Tuesday, January 26th. Ryan's going to be leading our online FPU, Financial Peace University Group. Go out, sign up. If you haven't taken it before, um, I want you to do it. If you've already taken it, you can do it as an audit. You can come in and join it for free. So if you haven't taken it, just, I really want you to pray about it. You know, it's a great way for you to have a plan for your debt and for your money. And it's a great framework that will give you the freedom to be able to live more freely, to give more freely, and loss of Ultimately, you'll live more freely. So let's get started today. Go ahead and open up your Bibles to Acts 2. We'll be starting at verse 1 and reading portions of it today and then moving on through. Now, if you remember, we finished off the Gospels in December. And now we're just continuing on through the rest of the Bible. And we'll be primarily in Acts over the next couple of weeks with some books of the Bible that will jump back and forth. But by November of this year, we're going to have the entire New Testament completed, if you can believe. What an awesome journey it's going to be. So here we are today. Jesus has just risen. The disciples and apostles are waiting in Jerusalem for the Holy Spirit to come. 
You know, Acts is believed to be written by Luke based on the scriptural context, the writing style, and the various clues that are just found within all of the scriptures. So as the apostles are here waiting for the Holy Spirit, we can see in Acts 1 that they just elected their 12th apostle, who is Matthias. Now, they are all together. They are worshiping. They're praying. They're celebrating the great Pentecost to remember the first fruits of what God has so richly blessed them. It's also known as the Feast of Weeks or even the Feast of the Harvest. Pente, and for Pentecost, means 50, which is, it is now 50 days after Easter. And it's the first day of the week, and they're all gathered to worship. So let's go ahead and open our Bibles to Acts chapter 2. All right, Acts chapter 2. It's called, The Holy Spirit Comes at Pentecost. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. That's, that's important. I have it underlined. They were all together and they were in that one place. So they are all in one place, worshiping, they were praying, they were celebrating, they are all together. And by this all together, this is primarily they're talking about the apostles um, and the disciples that were there with them. Verse two, it says, suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. Now, this wind is referenced all the way back to Elijah. Do you remember that? When Elijah wanted to, uh, God wanted to reveal himself to Elijah, and he did the, the mountains shaking, the wind blowing, and then he came and spoke in a silent whisper when it was quiet. And it was just an ability for God to show his power and his magnitude, but to make us recognize and see that he is present when there's quiet still he's present everywhere but when we slow down and we quiet down we can hear him which isn't just an awesome way but also when you talk about this violent wind this is putting us back into the Hebrew and Greek words the Hebrew of ruah which is breath life breathing life into nostrils you, you see that when it is used when uh, God created Adam and breathed life into him and then also the word pneuma, which is used all throughout here, because most of this is in Greek, because it's the New Testament. And it, pneuma means spirit or wind. Um, and so it's just all here, and it's showing that the spirit and the wind is coming. Uh, now verse 3, it says, They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came and rest on each of them. You see these tongues? Now this is going back into the Old Testament. You, you see what I'm doing here is I'm, I'm showing you where it came in the past so that we can see where we are. And so in the past, do you remember in Genesis 11:7? That's when God confused the people at Babel and the Tower of Babel because they're trying to take on and make something greater and bigger on their own. And they're all speaking the common language, but God confused them and caused them to be separated and spread them apart so that they couldn't understand each other and then they stopped building something magnificent they stopped building because they couldn't understand and come together. And so that's a great way to kind of tie back these tongues of fire to go back to that. And then also it is a great tie back to John that we read in the New Testament because John said um, that the Holy Spirit will come and when he comes there's going to be fire and he'll come and there will be in the wind and the fire. And so when he comes, he's going to be here and be present, which is just amazing. So let's go on. Verse 4. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled. 
So the Holy Spirit came in, rested on them, and gave them a gift to be able to speak in another tongue. Verse 5, now they were staying in Jerusalem. Uh, now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. You see, God's got this set on the stage to be able to have them spread the good news and tell them all. Uh, when they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard them speaking in his own language. So, so these Gentiles were speaking languages of all these people that we're about to, to go through here. Um, and the crowd gathered because each one was hearing them speaking in his own language. Utterly amazed, they asked, are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in his own native language. Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they ask one another, what does this mean? You see the word amazed and perplexed, um, or astound and marvel and wonder. That is going all the way back. It's used there in verse 7 when they said utterly amazed. But it's the words existimi, or thamuzio. And, and both of those are just fantastic words that are tied together and pulling across. And they said, then some of them made fun of them. And they said that they had too much wine. So, you know, they're getting that persecution as well as seeing many great things along the way. And then you go on down through here. You see Peter, he's addressing the crowd going forward. Uh, he's giving the gospel, preaching it. I'm not going to read it word for word, but let's jump over to verse 36. Um, so Acts 2, 36. And we're going to keep reading through here. It says, Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. In verse 37, when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and all the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent. And that's that word metanoe, which means stop, change, turn. Turn from the way you are. That's what repent means. Turn from the ways that you're going. It says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. So the gospel, bringing people to Christ. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. Isn't that awesome? So powerful. With many other wonders, he warned them and he pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. That is so applicable for today, isn't it? Those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. Then going on in the fellowship of the believers, verse 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship of Koinonia. To the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. And everyone was filled with awe and many wonders, and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. You see, when the Holy Spirit is present and evident in what you're doing, He works in and through you and all around you. And it's just awesome. Verse 45, selling their possessions and goods, they gave to anyone who had a need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. 
You see right there, the fellowship of believers, that is the root and the core of who the church is. It's not a building, it's people getting together, worshiping, praying, praising, and just living in community. So this reading today is in the top of my list. So you see, I can visualize the wind, his presence and the tongues of fire above their heads. How they're all, all filled with hope and joy and the, the completion from overwhelming presence of the Holy Spirit. Have you ever experienced that? Have you ever had time with God that simply took your breath away? Or maybe even brought a tear to your eye? Or maybe a song and worship time where you just simply worshiped and let go of what was holding on to you. You know, it's in those moments that the Holy Spirit is evident and He's present. Are you spending time to create that space to be able to connect with God? You see, the expression of the Spirit or the Spirit of God, even the Holy Spirit, is found in the great majority of the books of the Bible. In the Old Testament, the Hebrew word uniformly employed for the the Spirit, as referring to God's Spirit, is ruah, which I mentioned earlier, meaning breath, wind, or breeze. And the verb form of the word ruah is what is the core of it, like breathing in the nostrils. In the New Testament, you have the Greek word called pneuma, like I said earlier. The Holy Spirit is like a fresh, soft breath of new life, refreshing and filling to the soul. There's a completeness that comes from being filled by the Holy Spirit. You see, the wind is coming, as, as mentioned earlier, just like a way that God revealed himself to Elijah. The wind and the sounds from that time is a bit of a foreshadowing of how God made others around just to be aware of and to experience him. You see, God the Father marked the coming of the Holy Spirit with his own presence. Biblical theophanies, which are the times that God is present and makes himself present in different forms, are often accompanied by a loud sound. And that is from a loud sound from heaven and is only like some earthly phenomenon. You know, sounds like the roaring of a mighty windstorm is reminiscent of the Old Testament. The breath of his nostrils, his snorting, which often brought devastating judgment from God, but also breathed life into Adam and Eve. Here as we read, it's the sound of the wind that it fills this house. It's filling the house with the presence of God like the cloud would surround the temple in the Old Testament. This mighty wind of the Holy Spirit coming here in Acts is a blessing. It's coming in the inescapable, overpowering, all-embracing presence of God. And that's what they all experienced together. His overwhelming experience and gifted them the ability to spread the good news by speaking in other languages for all of those around them to be able to hear the good news of God. What an amazing time of awe and wonder. You see, the Holy Spirit is alive, living and breathing within each and every one of us who have given our lives to Jesus. Those of us who are devoted followers that are just striving to get closer to Jesus. The Holy Spirit gives us direct access to God in our times of prayer, in our daily lives. The Holy Spirit will guide you as you slow down, as you listen, as you pray, and as you apply what you have learned. You see, prayer is the key to unlock and connect with the Holy Spirit. In Acts, we, we can see that prayer indicates a dependence on God, a hope in the future, and the desire for the advancement of God's work. 
Now, let's, let's go back to verse 42, as it is integral to who we are as followers of Jesus, as disciples of Jesus. And it says in verse 42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. So there's four application points here to strive towards. The apostles' teaching is number one. Dive into God's word, read it, learn it, learn from each other, apply what you're reading, and be in a community of believers that are sharing his word. Disciple others. Secondly is fellowship. Be in community with those that are around you. Be a SANMAD. What is a SANMAD? Well, it's an acronym for see a need, meet a need. You know, if someone is in the hospital, mow their yard, clean off their driveway from the snow, prepare a meal. Give over and above tips to a restaurant worker. Connect in a life group together outside of Sunday morning. You see, Sunday is great for us, but it's not what it's all about. I want you to be in fellowship with others during the week, reaching out and growing together. Let's be Jesus' hands and feet. Important. It's so important to share a meal together. Have real life. Freedom to share, to be known, to be authentic, to be able to connect with others over a meal is, maybe you can't do it in person, but you could send a DoorDash, set up a Zoom dinner. Let's go on. Number three, breaking of bread. This is a reference to the Lord's Supper or communion. You see, we offer communion here weekly at the table in the back corner. You know, if you're at home, we can provide you with a communion or you can just take elements on your own. We also take time during the gathering to break the bread and to remember Jesus. And finally, for prayer. Prayer is what we need. We need to be praying. Praying for our church, for the lost, for the hurting, for the broken. Praying for those locally, nationally, and globally. See, prayer in the, is in the context that is also a reference to the gathering of people on a Sunday to worship and to pray. So let's go to prayer at the end of this here. Because that's the way we need to end. So Father, thank you so much for this opportunity to come here to learn more about your Holy Spirit. And we just say, come Lord Jesus. Fill us with your Holy Spirit from the inside. Let us be your hands and feet. Let us reach out to others. Let us slow down and see you in a new and different way. And that is, we can just grow our roots deep down into you. To trust you, to follow you, to love you more. And let us be your hands and feet in reaching out to all those that are around us, all those that are broken and hurt. And so Father, I lift up to you every person that's listening those that aren't, those that are far from you. Father, put someone in their path to bring them back to you. So God, we just say thank you so much for what you're doing, for how you love us, and for who you are. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, you can see all the announcements down at the bottom if you want to take a look at those. Um, would love for you guys to get connected in some of our events and things that are coming up. And just so grateful for every single one of you. If you can do me a favor, if you're still listening, Give us a like, a thumbs up, a comment down below. Let us know that you're here. Go out, fill out a connection card. Um, we're just grateful to have you on here. Uh, we are meeting in Daniel's Vineyard every Sunday, 10 a.m. And I will pre-record some of these as I can and try to be live streaming here in the very short and near future. So God loves you so much. We love you so much. I want you to have a fantastic day and we'll see you back next week. See ya.